This episode of our podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage for your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit their website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. Welcome again to another edition of the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Page. I am joined by Mr. Eric Camacho and Ian Pavelko. Now, Ian is traveling right now, so the sound that you may be hearing in the background is him driving, but his audio is perfectly clear when he talks. Unfortunately, he's not transmitting video. He's on his way down to New York to uh, visit something. I don't know. He's doing some kind of drug deal or something. I don't know what the heck is going on. <laughs> uh, Entire guy's equivalents of a, of a drug deal. Yes, yeah, sir. Normally, but normally Americans are going to Canada to get medications and things like that. So it's weird he's coming to the states to get some drugs. <laughs> I'm performing my duties as tire ferry to one of the uh, to one of our loyal forum members. Is what I'm doing tonight. Well, we always appreciate our forum members, and a big shout out to all you guys out there who follow us and stuff on the on the forum. Listen, uh, tonight is going to be. Um, Almost like a continuation of what we did last week where we took viewer-listener questions. But tonight, because the big news is all about the Cybertruck, so I thought we would take some time tonight and really dive into what's known about the Cybertruck. And earlier today, I sent out a tweet to ask for questions uh, so that we have something to talk about. Because the big news, of, of course, is uh, we finally have a reveal date on the Cybertruck, which is uh, November 21st. So a couple weeks from now, we'll get to see what the heck this thing really looks like and find out all of the features. Um, before we get into that, I thought we would just talk about just a tiny little bit of Tesla news. Not much this week because it is what it is. Um, for those of you who've been asking, um, I know Tesla Raj, for example, has been asking for two-factor authentication from, from Tesla for a long, long time. Elon uh, took to Twitter and confirmed that that is exactly what is going to be happening uh, relatively soon here. If I got the tweet, I can bring it up. Uh, here it is right here. And I apologize for those of you guys listening to the podcast. You really got to go on YouTube and see what we do here sometimes with the pictures. But anyway, someone who was asking, um, F2A, Will Feely actually on Twitter was asking if there was a uh, 2FA, which is two-factor authentication. <coughs> Pardon me. Elon said, fair points coming soon. We're making foundational changes to the core Tesla corporate operating system. Two-factor authentication is going to be happening after that. So a lot of people have been asking for that thing. The second bit of information is, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go back to Twitter here for just a second here. Ryan on Twitter asks, hey, Elon, do you plan on using higher than current capacity battery packs for the Plaid S and X? Elon confirmed yes. So this is the first time we've actually seen something from Tesla saying that um, uh, it's a little bit more than just a drivetrain upgrade coming for this car. They are indeed looking at a higher capacity battery pack. Now, what flavor that will take, whether they're going to continue to using 18650 cells or maybe they've re-engineered the pack completely and gone to 2170 or maybe it's just chemistry changes. We really don't know. But I think it makes sense to increase the size of the battery pack for these cars. So... We'll have to wait another year to see exactly what they're uh, working on, but that's basically some of the Tesla news we have to cover. Like I said, it's not much this week. So, we took to Twitter and asked a bunch of you to is, submit... What, what was that, Ian? Oh, we I might was going to say, that, was, that is one hell of a piece of TC news. Oh, no, am I still there? Yeah, Hello. you're still here. Y you're yeah, right? you're still there. Yes, yes, uh, you're okay. still here. Yeah, that's... 
I apologize to everybody listening. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and input as little as possible because of exactly that problem. Every time I cut in, I think we're gonna have some problems with the audio. But but yeah, yeah. that's a that's a hell of a piece of juicy news. I mean, to re-engineer the battery just for the plaid car, I mean, there's gonna be some significant development costs with that. But I wonder if that's gonna be kind of like um, some sort of a, a prototype try for whatever the next generation battery config will be for uh, S and Y going um, S and X going forward. I also think that part of it is tying into what we've been saying a long time now is Tesla is not really willing to talk about doing a refresh on the S and the X. They seem to be avoiding it. They kind of th throw it under the guise of, well, we're making continuous updates to the car. And again, the timing of this just suggests to me that we're looking at something much larger than just a powertrain update, that it could be the time where they finally drop like the new interior on the car that's been long been rumored. I mean, listen, you don't do a Model 3 and show the Tesla Semi. And listen, if we see the Cybertruck and it has the same treatment as the Model 3 interior, I mean, you know, how many tea leaves do you have to read <laughs> to see exactly which direction they're going with as far as interiors are concerned? So anyway, um, looking forward to it. But they, again, we have to wait another a year to get into this. So. And also, I just want to throw out there, when I, when I think of larger battery pack, I don't necessarily also gravitate towards the physical size of the pack being larger, which is kind of expected if you're changing the battery technology a bit. Um, you know, we've seen the patents for the new wiring systems. We've seen a number of different um, suggestions of what's to come with this battery pack. But if they go with a very similar battery pack like we find in the Model 3 and now the forthcoming Model Y, it's also possible when they say larger, they also mean denser. And if it's denser, then yes. it actually can hold more energy. So it may not be significantly larger in terms of overall dimensions but if it is a denser battery and we know the model 3 batteries are a little bit larger than the ones that are in the snx currently then it could just be that that's what ends up happening is they just have to tweak the dimensions a bit of the overall pack but the denser battery pack means they're going to get more production out of the car if they end up re-engineering the car significantly to accommodate 2170 cells, because the battery architecture has to change significantly yep. to, to go to that cell. I mean, witness a Model 3. The battery architecture inside is different. Um, then that's the opportunity to take a little more time and tweak the car. Um, you know, maybe that's the point where you change some body pan. I mean, look, we've been watching the cars driving around the Nuremberg track. Mm -hmm. See, I said it again, Nuremberg. Nuremberg ring <laughs> track. <laughs> I apologize. Um Yes, I caught myself that time. Yes, exactly. So anyways, we know the fender flares on the uh, uh, the front fenders, the quarter fenders on the front of the car, are definitely different metal because they have the intake inlets. Mm -hmm. The back of the car remains to be seen exactly what they do because right now they're just putting on some plastic bits to accommodate for the tires for aerodynamics. Anyways, again, my personal opinion here is that we're going to see more than just a drivetrain update on that car when the time comes. So that's my two cents. All right, I think it's time we jump into the Cybertruck because Elon uh, announced yesterday that the date uh, is November 21st. It's going to be held in Hawthorne near the SpaceX factory. I find that interesting because typically they always hold product reveals, new reveals of new cars, always at the design studio, which is kitty corner to the SpaceX factory in Hawthorne. Um, they typically do it in the design studio, except for the semi-truck uh, back in, um, I think it was late November of uh, 2017, they rented one of the adjacent hangars because they're right on an airstrip there at the um, municipal airport. And they are big. Yeah, exactly. So they did that for the semi-truck. Um, I don't know. I think if Tesla's smart, judging by the reaction of everybody on the Internet wanting to go to this thing, 
that they should do that again. Like the design studio, as nice as it is, it gets pretty packed in there. Um, even with, you know, maybe 300 people or so. I don't know, Ian, how many people did you think were there when we were in, back in March? We, um, Bridget and I had a huge debate over that. I thought it was around five or 600, and she thought that was an exaggeration. She says, no, she guessed around three to 400. So maybe the truth is somewhere in between. Um, tough to say, but yeah, it's, it's not a huge room, and man, we were, we were packed. I mean, it, it was, it would yeah. Be, it'd be so much nicer if they had some sort of like, um, you know, uh, grandstand type thing, like an auditorium type seating where everybody, no matter how far back you are, could see the stage because we were really just seeing the tops of the cars and Elon's head. Yeah, that's kind of what they did at the semi truck because it looked like they put bleachers in there and, yes, you know, there's a couple la layers. Yeah. Er Eric, you're going to say something? Well, I was going to say, I, I think the, when I, I sort of like the idea of having an intimate experience with this uh, because obviously a lot of the stuff they do is streamed online. Uh, the SpaceX launches, their vehicle reveals, all that stuff is pretty much done online. Um, I don't like the idea of having the Google slash Apple slash, you know, those tech companies that really do these huge reveals and these large auditoriums. Like if you're sitting like 70 rows back, what the hell are you going to really see that great anyway? You're going to be staring at a screen to get a good view of what's actually going on. So I think I think this uh, this intimate experience is better. Um, they're going to have millions of eyes watching this at some point uh, from the reveal on Thursday the 21st and then all you know all the repeats that you know when it's on YouTube and all the different streams again um, but yeah, I, I don't I, I just I think it's better having a smaller audience I really do well um, what was I going to say I just lost my train of thought <laughs> I hate when that happens <laughs> Um, but I think, but I, I will say though, the hype around this vehicle ever since it was sort of, yeah, that's... you know, the, the the all the rumors that are out there about what it's going to look like, what are the renderings are, what's it going to be like, when they just had that slight reveal, and then of course there was a flash of that at the Model Y reveal. He teased it again there. There was that like split second sort of thing on the screen uh, about the Cybertruck. This has been now the major thing. So we're going to find out in less than two weeks' time what this is, what it really looks like. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fodder for people who are going to talk about it. The unfortunate thing is this is going to happen after we record our show <laughs> on <laughs> Thursday night. Um, so we, we'll, we'll try to get the news to you, uh, our lovely audience members, as soon as we can. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a huge event. Every one of their biggest events uh, that they've had in the reveal. I, I agree. All right. Thank you, Eric, because that jostled my memory. So sure. I want to talk about... <laughs> The rumors that have been flying around as to what this thing is going to look out. Now, if you remember last year when Elon revealed to the world that they were going to work on a pickup truck, he was um, asking for submissions online as to what kind of things you'd like to see on the vehicle. But anyways, the vehicle has seems to have evolved since then. It is not a pickup truck. I'm going to go out on a limb here. It's not a pickup truck. Elon has been what? taking to calling it. Elon has been calling it the Cybertruck, and recently he's been dropping hints it looks like an armored personnel carrier from the future. So, and and I'm still seeing renders from these articles that they take that that original pickup truck render that they did when they did the semi truck, and they're and they're slapping stuff on. I'm like, listen, you need to drop the idea of a pickup truck. This is not a pickup truck. I had this conversation the other night with some friends at the uh, Tesla Owners Ontario Club about how Tesla needs to enter this market. This is the last 
well, in, in some ways, the, the, the last big disruption that they need to get into. It's the pickup truck or the truck market. And listen, here's my opinion here. You can't just enter the market at the same levels everyone else. Tesla cannot say, here's our F-150 competitor. It looks like an F-150. It has that traditional, here's the bed on the back. You got the cab, little nose on the front and say, well, here you go. It's electrified. That's not good enough. They really have to go out on the limb here. Now, we know from, of course, the rendering that they sneaked out back in March at the reveal event for the Model Y, that they are certainly throwing caution to the wind as far as what this thing looks like. Now, I'm going to bring up a picture here real quick. I happen to have a screenshot of what this thing looks like. Now, there's been a lot of digital ink spilt over the look of this thing. Everybody was like, is that the front? Is it the back? Well, we know that Elon... statement. Yes, exactly. So Elon did confirm that this is indeed the front of the car. Now, yeah, you can play around with it and you can brighten it up and so on and so forth. But here's my takeaway from this, combined with comments that Elon has made recently. This is what an armored personnel carrier looks like, okay? It's got that same wedge front. I'm, I'm sorry, Eric and, and Ian, you may not see these pictures, but trust me, they're up here on the screen. Oh, it's not that we may not. We can't see these pictures. So we're like the listening audience who's like, I, exactly. see this. I can't see this. I, I apologize, but I am putting pictures up here. I went on the Good internet course. and I found, what, are, what, what does an armored personnel carrier look like? Well, an armored personnel carrier, if you just look at the images, uh, here I'll bring up a second one, it just looks like it's from the future anyway. <laughs> These things have, you know, six to eight wheels on it. It has a very pronounced wedge shape in the front. Lo and behold, what does it look like? It looks just like, in some ways, you know, an impression of what Elon's doing as far as this render is concerned. Uh, here's another one here. This is a movie set one. This is from uh, Alien Prometheus or something like that. So you get the general idea. This is the look that, te that Tesla is going for. It is not a pickup truck. It's going to look like one of these things. I'm going to say that it's going to have a heavily raked windshield that will blend with the body. It's going to be much more angular in shape, not rounded, very angular in shape. It's going to have some really crazy lighting on this thing. And it will, in my personal opinion here, it's not going to have a traditional bed in the back. It is going to be covered. Now, whether the cover is removable or not remains to be seen. I think they will have some kind of special aperture on the back. When I say aperture, actually, I should say closure because that's the proper automotive term on this. Um, Elon did say last year that one of the things they were toying with was doing something different with the lift gate in the back. Now, traditional lift gates, if you look at them on uh, pickup trucks, they drop down 90 degrees. Some of the new ones go down 180 degrees. Elon said that they would like to do something that's more like a delivery truck where it's on these actuators where it can go down flat to the ground, acting like an elevator. Who knows what they're going to do? But anyways, I, my point is, you got to drop the idea of a pickup truck. This is not a pickup truck. It's not going to look like anything else on the market. And that's deliberate on their part because they want to enter the truck market with something that that makes people's heads turn. Okay? So, anyways, I've said my piece about that. I want your opinion, guys, before we move on because we're going to get into some of the questions because people are just asking about <laughs> what about this, what about that. Okay, Eric. <laughs> you go <sighs> first. All right. Um, three things. One... I to me this is a, a a fruitless exercise in trying to figure out what they're going to do um, because we, we've seen time and again that if we try to pick the minds of those designers uh, we oftentimes find ourselves uh, eating crow and all of a sudden done 
So we the only <laughs> thing we know for sure is the Model Y is largely the Model 3, but a little bit of the bigger brother uh, for that car. Um, we know the Semi has, I, I, like, part of me thinks that part of the truck will look in ways like the Semi is, in terms of its cab, in terms of the curvature in the front, and that sort of thing. The thing that I want to get, I, I think, is really important to, to point out here is I'm a firm believer in that they want to try to break significant aerodynamic records for vehicles of a truck. So to that end, I know that there's thoughts of having a more angular vehicle. I mean, angles could be a number of things. A straight line is technically an angle. It's it's just 180 degrees. Um, So, but to me, it's like, I I think back to the Avalanche, what a horrible vehicle that was, but it was a very Mm -hmm. modular vehicle where you could make it from an SUV-like closure in the back to then a pickup truck. Um, I think it's going to be significant that there are ways of hauling cargo in the back of this vehicle. We can call it a bed. We can call it a closure. We can call it a number of different things. We truly won't know what it looks like for another two weeks. Um, so to speculate beyond that, I think, is sort of, uh, a, sort of a, a treacherous exercise at that. But I still believe that there's going to be some way to haul cargo because if you are trying to penetrate that market, that market larger people who's like, I got to put stuff in the bike. So, um, so that's important. I think the comfort of the cab is really also going to be a major draw. Um, you know, if we're going for that, again, minimalistic Model 3 slash Model Y slash semi interior, and it's a continuation of that, great. Um, it's going to, I think, blow the minds of people who are used to trucks having so many dials and gadgets and buttons and all kinds of things. Um, but also, and we'll get into this in a bit too, the towing capacity is such a huge thing. So, so I know like the Model X already has a towing package option. Um, I'm going to guarantee this is going to be standard in the Cybertruck. And we know it can tow well over a quarter of a million pounds of capacity. So if you happen to have a space shuttle you want to tow around, <laughs> you got that covered. Um, so I'll let Ian sort of have his thoughts here. That, those are the things that really come to mind here for me. Um, I, I just think that... The renderings could, it could invariably be that what we're seeing in the renderings are just absolute teases and nowhere near the final design when we see it in Hawthorne and on the 21st. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ian, it's your turn. All right. Well, um, yeah, what he said, uh, all excellent point. <laughs> but, but I will add just a couple of little spins on it. Uh, I do lean to Eric's camp on the shape being somewhat rounded. I do think... Mm-hmm range is going to be important and let's face it a pickup is it a super difficult vehicle to get aerodynamic efficiency of any kind it's like just the worst shape you know the typical three box pickup mm-hmm. so yeah the fact that they would have some sort of a super cab forward uh look to it may be loosely uh inspired by the shape of the semi would tend to make a lot of sense uh, i'm picturing something maybe with a flatter windshield you know that's full width Mm-hmm. Uh, to make Yaxman use of space, you know, and they're talking six passengers, so you, you want to be able to put three people in front, three people in back, presumably. So right. that would sort of go with that. Um, so, yeah, perhaps it's good. The overall theme might be wedgy, but very rounded wedge, like a lot of rounded corners in mm-hmm. order to get it. And uh, to, to go back to what Trev said, it would make a lot of sense for it to be fully enclosed because right. that solves the arrow problem. Correct. Um but it wouldn't surprise me that the cap would be removable as it is, you know, on, on pickups that do have caps. So that you have to, if you need to carry something. So the last point, though, is 
this thing is not going to be super complex in terms of shape or, or certainly not difficult to manufacture because let's not forget Elon's already come out publicly and said it's going to start at forty nine thousand dollars. Well, that's mm-hmm. the hope. That's ridiculously cheap for a full size. Well, that's the number he threw out. It can't be double that. Well, you I don't know, think it's. it's I mean, got to be something close to that. I, well, I don't, we, for first for first production, no. We saw with the Model Three that you know the, exactly. the initial figures were you know we're gonna it's gonna the goal is to get thirty five thousand dollars and we're seeing that close now with the SR Plus. Um, but when that car first came out, if you were in first production, you're looking at sixty thousand dollars after oh, at taxes. Least, at least, right? Yeah. So, so I think I think the truck will have some higher values at first. I mean, it wouldn't Double surprise it. me if you're looking at seventy five, eighty thousand initially. But then eventually, you know, once production ramps up, then maybe they get to the, the lower end in the forties. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And I agree with that. It's just that yeah. think of it. At the end of the day. The construction, um, the tool, the tooling cost, like all of the panels and everything that goes into a Model Three, mm-hmm. which is really, you know, ninety percent of the parts and structure are common to all Model Threes. Whether you're driving an SR or Performance, I mean, they have right. the same body, chassis, suspension components. There's differences in tuning, but all mm-hmm. of those parts, you know, have to be built to a price. So sure. whatever this body shape is, an interior, you know, the the real guts of it, the meat and potatoes, the bones of the thing, have somehow yeah. got to be able to be built for fifty k. So. I don't think it's going to be super Buck Rogers. It'll probably be a very futuristic shape, but it just tends to make me think it'll be somewhat simple. I think I think what Tesla's going to be doing. No, I I think what Tesla's going to be doing with this car is much like what they did with the Semi, and try and leverage as much from the Model Three as possible. Like the Semi has what is it? Six motors, four motors? I forget what it is from the Model Three. Yeah, yeah so it, I, it would stand to reason that they would leverage that. Now, the battery pack is the big unknown at this point because they've thrown out different numbers. You know, what is it, four to 600 miles worth of range at the yeah. high end? So mm-hmm. we're talking a significantly larger, you know, potentially a battery pack, more than what the Model 3 has at 75 kilowatt uh, hours on that. So I think it's going to be a little larger. Um, there might be a anyways, reason for that, too, because if, if you're towing 300,000 pounds, you're going to need power. Yes, but you're also not going to get 400 miles out of pulling something at three i'm saying but the the energy needed to tow that kind of weight is going to obviously take away from your mileage but that's oh, probably, yeah. i mean ideally their thought has to be we're, we're trying to maximize distance while also trying to you know have maximum towing capacity mm-hmm. if you're towing a huge amount of weight back there we have to give you at least enough energy to make a trip worthwhile otherwise you're going to be like well it's great your car can tow over two hundred thousand pounds but how far can you go on that oh 88 miles have fun with that. Like, no, it's, it's obviously got to be able to have a combination of both. Fine Lab has a line of protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. I, I think we need to talk about, very quickly before we get into questions, what the known, and I'm going to put the words known in quotes here because what Elon has said may have changed during development. So what? Just kind of have, no. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So here, here is the, and it's not much. Uh, here's what we know about the Cybertruck. 
Now, Elon said that it would have seating for six. This is something we just talked about a little bit earlier. Um, obviously, it's going to be all-wheel drive. Now, how many motors are going to be in this thing? We don't even know how many axles this thing is going to have. Armored personnel carriers have one, two, three, four axles. Is this thing going to be four wheels or is it going to be six? Right? Um, $49,000. Yes, of course. Uh, Towing capacity at the time, he said 300,000 pounds. Now, I know it sounds a little bit nuts, but Tesla has proven that the Model X can tow 250,000 pounds. Mm -hmm. Not only did they pull an aircraft with it, um, they also pulled one of those muck carts when they were building the tunnel underneath of L.A., so that right. was 250,000 pounds. So, um, you know, what modifications did to the car to do that? I don't know. I mean, listen, it doesn't take that much energy to move something once you actually have it in motion. It's the mm -hmm. initial pull. I mean, <laughs> Ford did that with the F-150 electrified, and they pulled a locomotive with it. I mean, once you get it going, you know, you get going like that. Uh, you know, that's the thing you have to remember with pickup trucks. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the pickup truck marketing on TV, it's like, I can tow one ton, I can pull two tons, I can tow an aircraft carrier. That's what it's about. It's about towing. Oh, and cargo. Oh, and you can back up for your boat. Right? That's about the latest thing right now. So that's really what it's marketed as. Anyways. You have room um, for your groceries. Maybe. Exactly. More for, well, it's your toys, right? Um, Elon did say that they were going to put 240-volt outlets in the vehicle. Um, good thing for things like uh, welders and guys that need, uh, you know, high-capacity <clears throat> um, electrical outlets on the car. I, I've yet to see any other car in the market that has that. Lots of them have 120-volt outlets, but not 240. So that makes total sense to do something like that. Here's a question for you. Could, could the Cybertruck end up allowing you to charge another Tesla? Well, that's uh, V to G, uh, V to V. Uh, vehicle to vehicle charging. There's also things called vehicle vehicle to grid, and that's a topic for another day. Uh, it would be nice to have um, that capability, but uh, I don't think uh, I don't really think right now that that's in Tesla's wheelhouse at this point. But you know, could be wrong. It would be well, it would be handy to have. Oh, looks like we might have lost Ian. Ian is, oh, it actually has a 240 volt. No, hello, hello. Yeah, yeah, you're there. there. You're just dropping Sorry, out. That's can all. anyone hear me? Yeah, we hear you. It's yes. It's, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, just just before, well, I still have signal here somewhere in the mountains before Newburgh, <laughs> New York. Um, yeah. If there's a 240 volt AC outlet, there's no question it can charge another car because you could just tap into that with uh, your J1775 adapter. It wouldn't be the most efficient way, but it could definitely charge at level two any other EV. That, that is entirely true, yes, absolutely. If that was Eric's point, then yes, absolutely. I was thinking more of like a DC to DC, but whatever. Well, that, that, uh, yeah, DC to DC would be way more efficient, but I don't see them doing it. Uh, I'm not sure why they would do Who knows? Maybe they'll surprise us. But for sure, if you've got level two power outlet, you can charge an EV. That's what I'm saying. True. Um, the last little bit of, obviously, the car's going to have some high performance. I think the numbers he was saying it was going to rival a Porsche, was it 912? 911. 911, sorry. Yes, I'm off by one digit. There you go. So <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Listen, it's it's literally a couple of weeks away. We're getting kind of excited on this. Um, so anyways, that's... Well, you, the, you, certainly you. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm fine here listen, in Florida. Listen, I'm not buying one of these things. I just want to see the damn thing. And that's kind of the, the impression that I get from a lot of people on Twitter. It's like, I'm not buying one, but I want to see this thing. Here's the question. Um, no, is Elon a replicant? Well... We know Deckard is. That's right. 
<laughs> For those that don't know, it's a Blade Runner reference in case you're uh, yes, in case exactly. you're young and don't know what we're talking about. And this is part of the the reason that Elon chose. Well, I, I don't know if it's deliberately, but anyways, November because if you watch the original Blade Runner movie, the opening credits say November 2019. That's mm-hmm. when the movie actually takes place. So in Los Angeles, there's a yes. So there's a whole tie-in with the marketing as far as that movie's concerned. Wonderful movie, by the way. If you've never seen it, you're dead to me. Anyways. Um, Definitely check it out. And again, I, he he has said many many times before that the Cybertruck has taken cues from that film. And there's lots of vehicles in that movie that have the wedge shape and stuff. So, anyways, it's kind of tying back to what I said earlier about the armored personnel carrier. All right, um, I think it's time for us to jump into some questions because there's some extra stuff we can talk about just based on what was submitted. Um, Want to say thank you for everybody who submitted uh, questions for discussion tonight. And the uh, first one comes com, uh, comes from Tar, and it says, did you get an invite to the reveal? If so, does an NDA prevent you from telling us about it? So first of all, no, there's no NDA when it comes to getting invites. Um, I did not get an invite yet. No invites have gone out. I've been talking to lots of compatriots on Twitter and on our Slack channel that we have for these types of events. Nobody has um, an invite yet. Uh, the Model Y event if i remember correctly the invites were sent out four or five days before so it was very very quick yeah I, w- I wouldn't expect these to go out until next week this time next week exactly so it, it happens very very quickly mm-hmm. um i will reveal the fact that i've actually booked some flights <laughs> and some hotels um well not multiple hotels but you know what i mean i've on the off chance I get an invite that uh, that I can get down there. So I, I, I did that last time. It worked out well. We'll keep my fingers crossed this time around. So anyways. so I'm not that, going. I, yeah. I could get an invite and I'm still not going because I'm in the process of buying a house. And the, the thought of actually taking a last-minute flight to L.A. and hotels and stuff, oh, man, that's not going to happen. No, no. You have better priorities as far as this yeah. is concerned, Eric. But there will, okay. there will be a time when you will get to one of these events. Trust me. So okay, that well, when when, when uh, the fifth version of the semi is released, or um, uh, Roadster Gen Five, or Model Seven, or well, you know, there's always going to be a Roadster. There should be a Roadster delivery event in in due time, where they finally reveal what this thing can actually do in its full glory. It's typically what they do. Hmm. Um, again, all right. Moving along. Next question no, comes no, no, from. No, you can't move along yet. I, I got to throw in my hand in the ring here. If, if Eric Please do. will not go. I am completely available and have no shame whatsoever. <laughs> anybody, anybody wants to take me as their plus one. Well, I don't know none of us have any shame, that's for sure. No. If yeah, the yeah, plus one I, thing definitely happens, I've got lots of people lined up, and you're one of them, Ian. Okay, well, hell yes, I'd love to go to this thing. Okay, well, we'll uh, we'll try and make it happen. If, if it there happens. if there was one of those like those little deli counters where you pull the little tab and you get a number, your number is. I would I would imagine Trevor <laughs> that if you were to have one with all of your followers, all the forum readers, that that if I were to pull one now, it's probably like a seven digit number. <laughs> so that sounds about right. And then and you look and you look at the counter and they go now serving number ten. Like oh god. <laughs> um. Let's put it this way. I've also been offered to be someone else's plus one. So either way, who knows? Ooh. So if I don't get an invite, um, there's plenty of uh, people you guys, that, that want me If you guys are in the forums and on Twitter, try to put out your guesses who he might be talking about as his plus one. Who knows? All right, moving along. Next question comes from David. He says, do you guys believe Tesla is developing a new platform just for the Cybertruck alone 
Or can you see other vehicles being developed on the same platform in the future? Example, cargo van, minibus, etc. Hmm. Uh, David, this is an excellent question. This oh, yeah. is something this is something that I actually chimed in when Elon tweeted last year he was asking for suggestions. That's the number one thing that I asked him. I said try and make this some kind of platform for fleets or whatever so people can turn it into an RV um uh, a work landscape tr- yeah, yeah. like landscaping trucks and stuff i think i think it would be i mean who knows what they're going to do i think it's excellent that they should i i really hope that they do something like this because it would really transform their business in a lot of ways but who knows what their plans are um speaking uh okay so any any thoughts on this we'll move on I thought Ian had something. Yeah, no, I think that's an absolute no-brainer. You know, like just these um, cab, you know, chassis cab trucks, as they call them, I think, in the industry, it would be a huge seller for sure, for sure, for sure. sure. A lot of people are going to want to get in on that. And I mean, I think it's going to be a battle as to who does it first. Is it going to be Tesla, Rivian, or Ford that's going to be the first to come out with a true, you know, flexible chassis cab setup? people can configure their own wishes and wants but for sure even if they don't offer it now i can see a lot of people tearing the back half out and building all sorts of custom setups Mm -hmm. Uh, provided well again provided that it's not unibody um that's the big question as far as i'm concerned is this going to be body on frame or is it going to be unibody i know we've had this discussion before when it comes to towing a lot of ways you really want a body on frame but who knows what Tesla's going to do? Well, I also think that safety is still their number one priority. So oh, yes. while, the, while the aesthetics of this are going to be probably mind-blowing when we see it uh, in two weeks' time, I also still think there's a major emphasis on safety being the number one thing. So um, what I think whatever they end up doing as their final design, while whether it's modular, whether it's flexibility, whatever we want to call it, I think that I think safety is still their preeminent uh, concern. So whatever they do, it's got to be make sure it's safe for both the owner, pedestrians, you know, everyone, just everyone. No, yeah, there's no doubt that safety is the number one thing Right, on Tesla's chalkboard mm-hmm. or whiteboard, whatever it happens to be. All right, we have another uh, viewer submitted, listener submitted, Twitter guy, whatever. Listen, this one comes from <laughs> someone named Kyle. Now, I'm just going to read off what he said. I cannot confirm or deny or any shape, way, or form what this information is. It could be total BS. I don't know. But anyways, he says... A source of mine who has personally seen the truck inside the design studio mentioned a few design aspects that will blow people away, but remained tight to his NDA. One being a steering wheel similar to the next-gen Roadster which folds up and automatically retracts into the dashboard for FSD use cases. What are your thoughts on this, on a feature like this? Love the podcast. So if this person has an, if this guy's sort has an NDA, if you're, telling him, if you're telling him what it is, you're not actually adhering to the NDA. Exactly. Um, so there's already there's already a conundrum there. Um, <laughs> so let's let's go on the pretext that this is a true feature. Um, I would be very very skeptical that this is something they're introducing now for the Cybertruck, but not something they would introduce for the Model Y. Like I, I don't understand why you would have it for the truck if the Y is coming out next year. If you feel like FSD is close to being level four economy in in, in the coming months. Um, the second thing is uh, this seems kind of crazy. Like you're going to have some complicated system that retracts. Like, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, we, there were issues with the Model S door handles when those things first came out. I mean, the idea of now having a retractable steering column already, 
I don't know. Mm. It, it seems it seem, maybe that's conceptually what they want to do. I mean, again, it could be a prototype they were looking at, not what's going to be in, in production. But um, this this seems nuts. Um, removal like a removable wheel is one thing, but to actually design a system that actually can fold up and retract. Okay, so devil's advocate here. You have to think about you know what Tesla did with the Model Three, which was design the car five years down the road. Mm -hmm. Okay, FSD in full, you know, thoughts and stuff. The steering wheel situation, again, I mean, there's everybody's got some kind of concept about a future car where the bloody steering wheel disappears or is not even there. I mean, Tesla themselves had a render of the Model Three without a steering wheel in it. Right. Um, if they want to do something like that, I could, I would agree with you conceptually. They could put this in this vehicle. Remember, the pickup truck is not going to drop on the doorstop. Uh, you're not going to be able to to buy it right away. You might be sure. able to put a reservation in or whatever. This is a car that's at least two years away from production. So, if FSD does turn out to be um, um, a reality within the next one or two years, who knows? I mean, there's lots of debates about that. We just all watched that documentary there from Nova about called Look Who's Driving. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend you watch that. If you really want to oh, get yeah. an idea of how difficult it is to get to level four, let alone level five, oh my God. Um, you know, Tesla makes a lot of noise about working on FSD and they've made some really great strides, but man alive, there's a mountain. Anyways, watch the documentary. You'll understand. So, we could do a show just on that show. Yeah, we could. Uh, oh, and we may just do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th I think we have to think about that. Uh, you know, And you also have to put it in the same context, too, that when Tesla shows a new vehicle, when they do a reveal of a new vehicle, these are not concept cars. These are production intent vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 99.9% .9 of what they show generally does make it into production. Look at the Model 3. I mean, it was virtually identical. Model Y will be essentially identical to what they did. Um, I don't see anything different about this truck. The only caveat on this is certain parts of the interior. A little bit of the interior in the Model 3 changed from the prototype to the production, but not enough to really worry about. Um, if I look at the Roadster, for example, there's some elements in that interior. I'm like, it doesn't even play into Tesla's direction that they're taking with the model three and, mm -hmm. and potentially what they're going to do you know with the other cars especially with the you know they've gone back to a horizontal screen a nice little skinny one maybe it's i mean those some of those features don't really play into roadster because it's a different animal altogether but if you're going to put six people in this thing you know there's some but you, stuff that they have but you to have do, right? but there's still regulatory agencies that dictate what a car has to have like yes. you know, like side mirrors. Mir why, mirrors. Why, why not Can't have get rid of the mirrors yet. right? So why not have a design where the mirrors come off or they're retractable? But like, but the steering wheel is the. I, I, it's the thing that does. I don't understand why the wheel. I understand that FSD is a big thing, but even with the the, the Nova specially just mentioned, almost all the cars shown in that special still had a steering wheel, because you're still yeah, gonna you, know, you, you still have a user in there. So I, I I don't I don't really know if this is in fact true. And, um, you know, if Kyle's source is right, we'll find out soon enough. I just think it's strange that the steering wheel is the focus and not things like the mirrors, which at some point aren't needed if all cars are autonomous. I, I agree. You know, tear that steering wheel from my cold, dead hands. Thank you very much. <laughs> Leave my steering wheel alone. <laughs> Ian, any thoughts? Yeah, no, just to say that that has been going the rounds. And it seemed to me I saw recently that Porsche had some sort of a patent or design or somebody got their hands on some prototype version where Porsche was working on the same thing. And that was shocking because after, you know, the big release of the, 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 the Taycan, their whole thing was, well, no, we'll never build a car without a steering wheel. 
okay, that's a tricky way of saying it. It sounds like you've got ideas, though, about building one that retracts. So that's that's where well, we're in that statement. You also have to remember, too, that other manufacturers do concepts. Every And, and the Volkswagen Group are the worst offenders when it comes to, contra- uh, to concept cars. So, I mean, they throw all kinds of spaghetti at the wall, and none of that stuff sticks. I'm sorry. Well, here's the other so. question, too. Airbags. Yeah. What's the safety restraint system if you have a steering wheel that now has a, has the airbag basically in uh you know in basically in the center of the steering column, but if you if that retracts, then what's the safety mechanism? Well, you would have a backup system. Well, that's what I'm saying though. But like, is, are there going to be two different systems there? Like, what car has that now? There's there's you know I mean like so there are there's this thing brings up more questions than it does answers. Yeah. Damn yeah. it, Kyle. All right, moving. It got us talking, Trev. I'm just going to ask a special favor. If you think, NBA, if any, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> if there are any tire cooling questions, I, I'm going to be a destination in 10 minutes. So I've only got 10 minutes left. If there's anything. Okay. Well, <gasps> well, we'll we'll get through this as quickly as we can. All right. Next question comes from Zach. He says, "I know it seems a bit crazy, but what are your thoughts on a SpaceX package which hovers inches off the ground and can do tank turns and levitating parallel parking?" Elon has been uh, uh, referencing Blade Runner a lot. Yes, he has been. Um, I'm going to reserve judgment on this. I think most of their resources, as far as what they're doing for SpaceX, is really reserved for the Roadster. But I like your idea of the tank mode, um, which Rivian has been talking about, because they're using four motors, so they can do the thing where the car can almost, I mean, on a short wheelbase. Turn on a dime. Yeah, turn on a dime type of thing. So I think there's some possibilities there. But anyways, I, I, I don't think that there's going to be anything crazy about that. I think... This type of stuff is really reserved for the Halo car, which is the Roadster, which we're supposed to find out more about next year. So we'll leave it at that, and we'll see what transpires. Um, Let's see here. John uh, asked, what is the likelihood of a minivan uh, spawning out of the Cybertruck chassis? Oh, doing the one more thing thing like they did at the uh, Tesla reveal, or the uh, semi-truck thing with the the Roadster. Um, At this point, anything is possible. I don't know if Tesla really has the resources to be working on revealing two cars all at the same time i think the semi-truck and the roadster were kind of a, a one-off thing but hey anything's possible right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh let's see here the next one comes from uh, james he says i know everybody talks about the cybertruck competing in the f-150 but is it wishful thinking uh that the cybertruck could replace a yukon xl suburban aviator some people don't want a truck bed they just want a lot of space again yes i agree with that it kind of goes back to our earlier comments about the possibility of having this truck being completely enclosed and not necessarily having a bed on the back. So, yeah, Suburban. Oh, God. Which one's bigger, the Yukon or the Suburban? I think the Suburban's bigger, right? They're, they're the, the same size. They're the same oh, size. Same, you, same platform? Yeah, you okay. You can get XL now, both of them. Oh, my God, that's a big truck. That's a land yacht for itself, right? You could almost camp in that thing. That's crazy. So, yeah, anything is possible, but again, um, this is not going to compete directly with F-150 in that same segment. This, I think what Tesla is going to be doing is really, in some ways, creating a completely new market just for themselves so they can really stand out. It's not good enough for them to drop a, you know, a similar pickup truck to everybody else, just like they did with the Model 3. The Model 3, the interior is the thing that really sets that car apart. And when they're going into a market that's flooded with BMW 3 Series and C-Classes and S-Class or or the Audi S4s, um, you really need something to stand out. And they nailed it with the Model 3. And I think they're going to nail it with this truck too by throwing caution to the wind as far as design is concerned. Let's see here. What else, Eric? Um, Not me. How many seats? Well, we already said that. Six. Thanks for the question, Eric. (laughs) Different Eric. 
Sorry. Um, let's see here. Wow, we got a lot of questions. Some of them are already kind of covered here. Let's see here. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, uh, Joey, um, Joey submitted a question. He says, uh, does anyone else think that the renders are nowhere close to what will be released? Yes, what? yes, I do. Woo! You, yes, well, Eric already said that. Um, the thing is, we only have one picture, and it's so obfuscated. It's, like I said, everybody's scratching their heads. This is the front or the back. Um, that is literally the only picture we have of this thing. Um, I think we're going to be surprised. I think... Um, just like we've said many times before, when the Model 3 was shown in pictures, everybody was like, I'm not too sure. When you see it in your person, you go, oh, I get it. This truck is going to be largely the same way. The picture, you kind of go, oh, I'm not too sure. When you go in person, you'll forget all about the render. It's like it never even happened. It's just like, oh, okay, I get it now. Anyways, we'll see. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Curtis asks, uh, as Elon mentioned, the battery event will probably happen in February of next year. Aside from the projected 1 million mile lifespan, what do you think these batteries will potentially increase range across all models? Or do you think software suppression that Tesla uses uh, keep all the models in their silos? Thanks. Um, both. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. If Tesla can get their economies to scale up on the batteries, there's no reason they can't do a software lock. They've done it many times before. Um, again, in some ways, they know where their margins are, where they can generate. Right now, FSD is a large margin maker for them, which is also one of the reasons why they've increasing the prices on the on on FSD right now. It's an incentive to get you to buy it at the same time as the car. The problem with it, of course, is they can't realize the profits of those until much later on when they release new features. So anyways, they get to sit on that money for a little while. But um, yeah, anything can happen with the battery. And right now, the cost of the batteries are always dropping. Um, but I think with the advent of Gigafactory 3, like right now, they're building the uh, battery portion of Gigafactory 3 in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. So phase two has already started. Uh, that will really not really come online until probably about halfway next year. Uh, so in the meantime, they're going to be importing cells from... Uh, from the uh, Gigafactory 1 in Nevada for the Chinese uh, cars right now. Speaking of which, there have been lots of pictures of the uh, Chinese Model 3s uh, uh, bombing around. Uh, they have a different badge on the back. So it, it's actually written in, in Chinese on the bottom. It actually says Tesla, but it actually in Chinese, they actually don't use the uh, Tesla word. I thought it was a little bit strange, but I asked Vincent about that, and he says badges. all the other men... We don't need no stinking badges. Yes. Um, so I asked my friend Vincent, who's very connected to the Chinese um, market over there, and he says all the other manufacturers do that. They actually put their company name in, spelled out in, in Chinese phonetic, I'm guessing, um, on their cars. So I guess that's a common thing. So I, I thought it was a little strange, but that's what they're doing. Uh, oh, Jeff asked a very good question. It says, do you think uh, Tesla should consider marketing their truck at drag racing and monster truck events? If they had a marketing partnership, they could show off their vehicles to a crowd that normally wouldn't experience them. EVs could gain more acceptance and a wider audience. But would Tesla's environmentally conscious fans complain about working with non-EV motorsports? Wow, that's a lot I'll, I'll be quick. So the first Eric, part is, the first, the first part's yes, uh, because we've already seen a lot of Model S's race, or even some Model 3's performance, race a blank car. They race some competitor, some other model. Um, we know that people like Ian love running the cars on the tracks. So the answer is yes. This, this is almost like a dead giveaway. Yes, you want to do this. Uh, the second thing is, to the second part of the question, is for non-EV motorsports. If you want to 
try to get people to convert from gasoline engines in motorsports, which we've seen horrific crashes and all kinds of dangerous explosions, um, what better way to do that than show them that a truck EV can outperform a typical gasoline vehicle, whether it's funny car racing or anything else. So to me, this is a, this is a good way to do it. Once we start seeing some on the tracks, oh boy, they're going to get some attention. If Tesla doesn't do it, owners will do it. Right, me. exactly. And, yeah. and somebody's going to take one of these cars, rip it apart, and juice it up, and jack it up, and do all kinds of stuff. And uh, who knows? We may end up seeing it in one of these monster truck events and uh, wow everybody with whatever. More power. Them. More power, exactly. Exactly. Um, Ian, are you still there or are you busy right now? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've got about two minutes to go, but I'll just chime yeah. in. And I please, love please do. the idea of a monster truck. I mean, I personally, <laughs> if I had like gazillions of dollars, I would have mm -hmm. bought a Model 3 and gone like totally Simone Gertz on it and, and turned it into a monster truck and would have called mm -hmm. it Threes. I've been dying to do that. So I hope somebody does that with the pickup. I think that would be super cool. Speaking of which, since you mentioned uh, Simone Gertz, um, apparently uh, she's going to get an invite to the event with her truckla, oh. which is the oh, Model 3. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So, yeah, so if we no, end up going there, hopefully it'll be there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question comes from Eric. He says, do you think that the Tesla Cybertruck will be robust and hardy to be used for construction and hauling heavy loads? I think this is an important necessity in order for the Cybertruck to be very appealing. Yes, oh, yes absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it that this thing has to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with everything else that's on the market right now. Otherwise, I mean, in, actually, in some ways, it has to be de demonstrably better. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're going to get people to, to pay attention and buy this thing... Uh, it's not like I said. It can't be. It can't be just another F one fifty or Silverado. It's got to be well, better. And we've mentioned before in the show when we look at Chevrolet, Ford, all these other GMC, all these different truck manufacturers. Feature to feature, they might have unique things and they may name them different things. But ideally, they're all the same vehicle. They're all yeah. just a pickup truck. Uh, so it's good that Tesla is sort of saying. We, we're going to revolutionize that sector of the market. We're, we're not trying to overcome Ford F-150s. We're not trying to, you know, all of a sudden take their sales away. Our goal is just to add a different alternative uh, that people go, you know what? That actually is more what I want than what's on the market today. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to the end of the questions. <gasps> um, Ian, are you, uh, are you willing to plug whatever you want there before you sign off? Um, yeah, sure. Well, you can find me my usual haunts. So on Twitter, uh, at Ian Pavelko, you can find me on um, the Tesla Owners Online forum. Uh, and that's uh, the handle Mad Hungarian. And then finally, if you're looking for some electro wear, you can look me up on uh, teespring.com, T-E-E, -E, spring, all one word, dot com, and just search for the Mad Hungarian Evolve Wear, and you will find my line of custom t-shirts and uh thanks to everyone first of all my uh my uh my two friends here online for putting up with my crappy audio and all of you very patient listeners who have listened in um i've listened to a lot of podcasts driving around this is the first time i've ever recorded one while driving on a road trip it was really awesomely fun so uh isn't technology it. wonderful <laughs> it is it is absolutely and here i am all right at the i'm at the supercharger in newburgh new york excellent and, uh, you made it it's a speedway gas station go figure Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thanks for joining in, Ian, as always, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Say hi to your friends for us, okay? I will. Take care, guys. All right. See you, buddy. All, All right. right. Eric, it's your turn. Whatever you want to plug before we end up the show. Sure. Um, 
You guys can find me on Twitter. Uh, the handle is ECFix. It is E-C-F-I-X. And yeah, I got nothing else to plug. I don't have hair <laughs> plugs. I don't have anything else. I don't have to plug my car in. So Muy guapo. Muy guapo. <laughs> oh, I, I do want to throw this cooling out there. So um, I, I'm still sort of, uh, I'm patiently waiting. I mentioned earlier in the show that I'm in the process of now buying a new home. Congratulations. Uh, this is, thank you very much. This is my second home that I've ever purchased. Um, but the cool thing is, and here's a one awesome added feature. So without saying much, the current owner uh, was originally a Model 3 reservation holder. And toyed with the idea of actually getting a Model 3, ended up, while he was waiting for his order, uh, decided to install a 240-volt a charging outlet in, outside of his house. He ended up not getting a car, but the outlet is there. So if there's ever Sweet. one of those breadcrumbs sort of follow the line, you know, follow the path to the finish, uh, that is definitely one of them. So... We'll, we'll see. I, I mean, it's been a week into the process or almost a week uh, by the time this podcast airs. So um, it's I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath every day that something's going to go wrong. But so far, it's been it's been a, a clean, clean output. And uh, yeah, hopefully on December 2nd, I'll be able to close in the house. Awesome. Well, um, congratulations, my friend. Really Thank looking you. forward to visiting your house when it's all ready. Um, oh, set yeah. your expectations appropriately. Expect yeah. some problems along the way, but of at course. least the, the journey is part of the fun when you buy a house. Well, right? the, good thing is, the good thing is I'm going on vacation right before the closing date, That's so right. I'll be able to at least relax and not think of anything for the <laughs> week that I'm gone and then come back and be like, oh, reality sets in. Let me go run 22 miles from my training today, and then I close my house the next day. So That's awesome. Crazy times. Excellent. Well, that leaves me, and you can follow me on Twitter. The handle's Model3Owners, or you can just look up Tesla Owners Online. Also, check out the forum at teslaownersonline.com. My handle there, if you want to follow me, is Trev P. No spaces. I want to say thank you to our three sponsors, the guys at Doolaban Insurance, Fine Lamp Ceramic Coatings, and the great guys at EvanX. If you want to check out their products, definitely do it. Ian's getting out of his car, so we got to sign off. Ian's All loud. right, guys. Oh, my God. That's okay. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you later. Bye.